0: WTWD Plant City, WLCC Brandon, Faith Talk Tampa. Download the Faith Talk Tampa app or listen on TuneIn and Odyssey. Up next is Fresh Wind Radio, sponsored by Love First Christian Center. This program is pre-recorded. It's time for Dr. Jomo Cousins on Fresh
1: Wind Radio. So sometimes God has to hit, give you a mark that so att- that pushes you past your comfort zone. Okay, let me say it another way. As a weightlifter, when I lifted weights, uh, they would have a brother over me called a spotter. Now, I would do good weight, but guess what? When the spotter was there, I would use more weight because I knew somebody would what? So sometimes God has to push you in a position that's bigger than you. Because see, he, you have a spotter named the Holy Spirit, and he's going to push you past your comfort zone. So God has to test you. To see if you're ready for your promotion. Look at your neighbor says only a test.
0: We hope you're excited to hear God's word today on Fresh Wind Radio. We've got some incredible opportunities lined up for you later on in the broadcast to support this radio ministry. But for now, let's get straight to the word with Dr. Jomo Gossett.
1: Let's read the vision together to equip people with the knowledge of God's word, to empower people to see God's face in daily prayer, to encounter and be filled with the Holy Spirit, to evangelize our community, our county, and our country, to embrace every person in godly love. For God is love for each one to reach one. Amen. If you have your Bibles, your outlines, your iPads, your Nooks, your Androids, whatever you're going to do to take copious notes with me, praise God. Let's lift them up and let's make our faith confession. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? This is my Bible. I can be what it says I can be. I can do what it says I can do. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I believe that my life will never be the same after hearing and doing the living word of God in Jesus' name. Today, we'll delve into part three on my, my series, A Question of Faith. We'll follow it up if you if you guys are coming to the movies on Saturday. Uh, but part three of A Question of Faith, this sermon is entitled, This is Only a Test. This is only a test. You know, you don't know whether you're in faith until you're tested. Uh, tests qualify you for promotion. So I don't really know whether I'm in faith or not until I'm tested. And God tries and tests us to promote us. Look at your neighbor and say, it's only a test. Now, when I was younger, I'd be watching TV sometime, and that thing would come in and interrupt my whole show. Anybody remember this? Here's a test. This station is conducting a test of the emergency broadcasting system. This is only a test and it come on as the show getting good you know it's a, and then when it come off show over with and see this is before TiVo. you couldn't go back and watch it. it's just and see what I realized with God. God doesn't give you a text message and say you about to be tested. God is a pop quiz God. Here it is. Let me see if you want to cuss him out. Here it is. Let me see how you're going to respond. <clears throat> when, I was, when I was in high school, if cussing your, is your issue, yes, Lord, I, I got a witness. Uh, <laughs> that bear witness right there, huh? Praise God. Same, the devil tell the truth. Uh, when I was in high school, my junior year, we uh, the coach made a rule that if you wanted to make the, make it on the basketball team, before a prerequisite to that, prior to you had to run a mile and one quarter in six minutes and thirty seconds. A mi- so that means you got to do a five minute mile. Now. I have always been extra large. Some called chunky, some called plump. You know how they had to give you names. you ain't fat, you just chunky. Whatever, man. I I just you just got meat on your bones. You know, they had to give you all these different names for stuff. You know what I'm saying? You ain't you just thick. Okay, whatever, man. So my body wasn't conditioned for long distance running. Can I leave it, you know, see, when you see those brothers that run long distance or sisters, they're very, they're slim, they're slender. They not have to carry the extra I got to carry to God. So so when the coach said that, I didn't really take it It as the truth. So when the day came and I didn't make the time, he said, well, cousins, see, you didn't make the time. He said, so I just want you to understand what that means. I said, what does that mean, coach? He says, well, every day before practice, you're going to run that until you make time. Because, you know, to, to do that time, you have to go all out. And then right after you go all out, you got to go to practice. So after my junior year, I've gone through that for about a couple of weeks. Because see, you're trying to make sure you practice good so you play. So you kind of can't give all for the run because I got. So my junior year, I told myself, I said, self, we're going to run every day because we're going to make this test. See, I, I don't know if any of you have been in the military and you have that PT test and you think you are ready. And all of a sudden, until you're tested, you don't realize how good or not you are. But my, my senior year, y'all, I was coming off the corner, 621, 622. You know, you know, I was going to pull every muscle that day, you know, because it don't matter. I just got to get across 629, y'all, Six I'll never run that fast again in life. But I realized the only reason I did it is because I was being what? What are you saying, Pastor? Some of you. Faith never gets tested until it's tried. So sometimes God has to you, give you a mark that pushes you past your comfort zone. Okay, let me say it another way. As a weightlifter, when I lifted weights, uh, they would have a brother over me called a spotter. Now, I would do good weight, but guess what? When the spotter was there, I would use more weight because I knew somebody would what? So sometimes God has to put you in a position that's bigger than you. Because, see, he, you have a spotter named the Holy Spirit, and he's going to push you past your comfort zone. So God has to test you to see if you're ready for your promotion. Look at your neighbor, says only a test. And it's a pop quiz, too. It's a pop quiz. You, you're not going to be ready for it. He's going to say, boom, here it is. Oh, God, they just cussed you out. How are you going to respond? Oh, yeah, that's how it happens. And you thought you'd grown. Oh, they gave you back too much change. Poor God is good, ain't he? He gave me some extra money. God's so good. You know you stealing. Give that money back, man. Foundations of truth. Five foundations of truth. Number one, before we talk about that, we have to know what faith is. Uh, Hebrews 11 one says this, Now faith is the assurance, the title deed, confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of the reality... Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. So, uh, faith is total obedience without total understanding. Church, repeat, faith is total obedience without total understanding. Uh, you have to believe it. so when it's not so in order for it to be so. That's faith. Now, why do I need? To have faith. The next Romans 4.16 says this. Y'all ready, church? You ready to read? Therefore, inheriting the promise depends entirely on what? So guess what? You don't have access to the promises outside of faith. And that's why I have to have faith, because all of the promises of God for my life are received by faith. Oh, boy. Hebrews. Hebrews. 10.38. Why do I don't want faith? Because the just shall live by faith. And if he draws back, shrinking in fear, my soul has no delight in him. Now, pastor, what do you mean? Second Timothy 1.7 says, for God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. The Bible also says, in him, perfect love casts out all fear. So in God is no fear. It's respect, not fear. If you love someone, they shouldn't feel fear around you. And God is love. So if I'm in love, there should be no fear. There should be respect, there should be honor, but there, there should not be fear. Oh boy, oh boy. Number three, number three, how do I get faith? Romans 10:17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God or what's preached. So what do you have to do to get faith? The key aspect is to keep your faith tanks full. You've been listening to Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins, Senior Pastor of Love First Christian Center in Riverview, Florida. Hello, family. I'm so excited to come here today and discuss all the amazing things that God is growing. My latest book, Prayer Life, the Conversation, has officially launched, and I can't wait for you to get it in your hands. In this book, I share my journey on the power of prayer. I talk about how I became known as the prayer guide. I speak on the 18 reasons for unanswered prayer, 10 conditions for answered prayer, 5 benefits of daily prayer, Hannah's five keys to her prayer success, Hezekiah's seven-step prayer model, and the sevenfold ways. It's an indicator that my faith tank is low, so I need to replenish my faith. So whatever area your faith is weak, get tapes, CDs to listen to build your faith for the next level. So guess what? We're going to build another building and have a couple other buildings built. So guess what? I study people who are built, and I listen to them, for their faith. Amen, amen, amen. Glory to God. Number four, can I get more faith? People often struggle with this. They asked the apostles asked Jesus, Master, can we get more faith? Verse 6, but the master said, you don't need more faith. There's no more or less in faith. If you have the bare kernel of faith, say the size of a poppy seed, you can say to the sycamore tree, go jump in a lake and it will do it. The challenge is not that you have faith. The challenge is what do you have faith in? For we all have faith. Pastor, no, I don't. Yes, you do. You, cranked, you went in that car and cranked up, didn't you? By what? Faith. Praise the Lord. You hit the white switch by, you sitting down in that chair. By faith, it's going to hold you up. By what? Faith. You don't know what's going to hold you up. You're doing it all by faith. Praise the Lord. And lastly, lastly, how can I please God? Faith pleases God. But without faith, it's impossible to walk with God and please him. For whoever comes near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that he rewards those who earnestly and diligently seek him. So I need to stay in faith. Uh -uh. Oftentimes, when you get to a certain level of success, status, or position, you stop, you get out of faith, you get out of faith mode, and you get into protection mode. 'Cause see, when you had nothing, you spoke bold. You know the boldest person I know. The boldest people I know. That brother on the corner. Hey, dog. Let me hold something, man. Let me hold something. Don't know you. Don't know nothing about you. But come straight up to you. Hey, dog. Let me hold five dollars. Come on. You at the gas station pumping your gas. You see them start walking up, and you see them coming. You pretend like you ain't. Hey, 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 hey bro. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, dog, I'm talking to you, man. Oh, you talking to me? My bad. I didn't know you were talking to me. Hey, man, uh, I, I'm driving from Alaska, and uh, I'm one tank away. I'm one tank away. And uh, I just need a tank of gas, bro. I see you put a card in there, so I know you got money on it. So uh, come on, bro. The brother of the sign on the corner. He got him, his four kids, the dog, and everybody. Need food now. You see my kids, and you be looking like, boy, boy, that's a good story right there. I'm... And you start negotiating with yourself. Anybody be negotiating? With, well, man, if I was there, I'd like to help the brother out. And then you watch CNBC. You see Joker out there driving a Benz, making $100,000 a year on the corner. You're like, no, nah, you ain't going to get me. Am I the only one that struggled with the brother on the corner? And oh, don't let it be a woman. Don't let it be a woman. She makes sure her hair all raggedy, toe up. I realize when you broke, you bold. You have no shame to ask for something. But all of a sudden, you get a little money in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Now you can't answer nothing. You get real timid. Now you're trying to protect your 401k. You got a job, insurance, praise the Lord. So when something happens, you don't say nothing. (laughs) Because you don't think it's going to touch your level. You cannot allow elevation to steal your boldness. The same, the same faith that got you there is the same faith gonna keep you there. I, I was talking to a pastor friend of mine, and he he was talking to, he was telling me about a pastor friend of his. I knew him, good man, great man, and he was very successful. And he said, he said, man, let me tell you something, Jomo. He says, Don't stop running. I said, What you mean, bro? He says, I know you, I know you're doing well, and God's blessing you and your favor on your life. He says, Don't stop running. He said, because every, every person I saw stopped running and fell. Because he want, like David, once David sat back and just relaxed for a minute, that's when the enemy came in. Stay busy. Stay in the game. Stay in the fight. Because sometimes we want to pull back because, you know, we, we got to a certain spot. So no, no, I I have plans that are way past here because I'm not, see, I don't want Jesus to come back and I'm sleeping. I want to make sure that my hand is on the plow. So if I am not, if we are not, if you are not in a position where you can fail at something, you're not in faith. Okay, Pastor, what do you mean? What dream, what vision has God given you that you're pursuing, that you can't do in your own strength. And if you can't answer that question, you need to go back and, and ask, God, okay, Lord, what, what, what have you made me for? What, what, what do you have for me that's going to stretch my faith? Because, see, one thing we don't want to do is get comfortable Oh, glory. That's why I try to make myself uncomfortable. People see me, uh, people say, man, Pastor, you work out like extra hard. Why, you know, you go like you're crazy, like you're going to kill yourself. It's 100 degrees outside. You got sweat bags on. you swiping and threatening and praying and all. Why, what you do that for? I have conditioned myself to be uncomfortable. Because, see, when you condition yourself to be uncomfortable, when tough times happen, they don't bother you. See, see, those soldiers, the bad dudes, the Navy SEALs and and, and Green Berets, you know how they train? In tough conditions. So when you train for tough conditions, when stuff pop off, you chilling. The Bible says, I've learned how to abase, and I've learned how to abound in all things. I've learned how to be content. So I make sure I don't get too comfortable. Because guess what, any moment, Tide may change. I want to be cable ready. Glory to God. For whatever may come my way. I'm ready, strapped. And I'm strapped in every way, too. That is not a sexual connotation. I'm talking about a weapon. Just want to be cleared because I saw some of y'all heads start. I just got to make sure I'm Jesus. Praise God. You don't know. Some people just came from a club. They don't know. (laughs) Glory to God. John chapter 6, main text. John chapter 6. Oh, glory. Bring it back on the rails, Jomo. Bring it back. John John, chapter 6. Y'all ready? After this, Jesus crossed over to the far side of the Sea of Galilee, also known as the Sea of Tiberias. A huge crowd kept allowing him, kept following him wherever he went because they saw his miraculous signs as he healed the sick. Then Jesus climbed the hill and sat down with his disciples around him. It was nearly time for the Jewish Passover celebration. Jesus soon saw a huge crowd of people coming to look for him. Turning to Philip, he asked, where can we buy bread to feed all these people? He was testing Philip, for he already knew what he was going to do. Okay, pastor, let me dig into this. (sighs) He chose Philip because this was Philip's neighborhood. This is a place Philip was familiar with. (sighs) Now, here's what God does through Jesus, who is God in human form. He says, Philip, this is your neighborhood. Uh, Where can we feed 5,000 people right now? Okay, let me bring it to today, okay? Uh, Okay, my brother-in-law, Bobby, if I ask you a question, you grew up in St. Pete, where could I go in St. Pete to feed 5,000 people right now? Is there a place? Immediately? Immediately? No. Okay, okay, okay. Patrick, you, you live in New Tampa. Is there a place I can feed 5,000 people right now? Not right now. Okay, okay. Now, if, if, if they can't do it today, what was the likelihood they could have done it 2,000 years ago? What are you saying, Pastor, God purposely gave him an impossible mission. He gave him something that he could not do in his own strength just to see who he would call. Because, see, when you get to a place where you don't know what to do, the first call is really who you trust. Come on, see, when you're going through something and you can't handle it, Jesus is saying, let me see if you know who I really am. Let me see if you understand who I am, whose I am. See, it was only how many tests have we flunked? Because what happens in the faith walk, we focus on what's in our hand, limited, versus what's in our heart. What did God tell you to do? So what you do is, you downside your vision to match your seed. Because it don't make So God told you to do that, but your money is funny and your
0: change is
1: strange. And you're trying to figure out how can this manifest? So Jesus purposely gave him an impossible mission. Now, why would God give me a mission I can't do in my own strength? My help comes from the Could it be God was just trying to show him what to do when you don't know what to do? (laughs) He says, he was testing for, he already knew what he was going to do. Philip replied, even
0: if I worked for months,